Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make your move, your hips, what's up and gin girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig girl. Like boom. Welcome back to It Girls Podcast. This is Jenny. This is Lindsay. How are we all? I cannot believe it's nearly the end of March. I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, how has this year equally gone so slow but so fast? It's freaking me out. I'm like, on one hand, it feels like January. And on the other hand, I'm like, it's April next week. Yeah, yeah. It feels like <laughs> summer. I'm like, getting the bikini out, going I, to the beach. Yeah, I keep forgetting what month it is. Like, January. Like, sometimes Evan will be like, and then blah, 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 this month. And I'm like, what month? Like, I'm like, is it November? Like, I, my brain has completely fried. It's fucked up, girl. That's but what it is. Spring is coming. Spring is spring. Spring springing all over the place. Dying for a bit of spring action. Eh? I'm the, loving it. Put the legs back out. A bit grim today. But the bright colours. The bright <laughs> colours on. <laughs> I saw you got your lime green jeans on. I did. Very green. nice. Very I know. Nice. I, a little tight. But you <laughs> look. <laughs> a little like can I bend barely. I love that you're like. No do you know what. Are they weekday? Mm-hmm. I got my weekday jeans are tight. Okay. I think they're like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I think it's like a Scandinavian brand. So I'm thinking about those skinny, tall, Scandi Scandi bitches, you know? yeah. Fuck them bitches. Yeah, I would say size up. (laughs) (laughs) Size up. I'm glad you said that because I was triggered. Because like, they're the kind of thing where like they fit perfectly. Oh no, they're like a Look great in a photo. (laughs) But like, I was so aware all day. Because like, I tried them on. I was like, oh, they're not comfortable. And I said to the fellow, I was like, these or my joggers. And he was like, oh no, definitely the jeans. The jeans are lovely. I was like, great. What about my bicycle shorts? <laughs> but what about these big baggy joggers? <laughs> for our day out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, there's nothing worse. Because like, you know the way sometimes you buy a pair of jeans and you're like, oh for fuck's sake, they don't fit in the waist or something. But then you find ones that actually fit perfect and you're like, I couldn't be more uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> and then I was like, am I just used to not wearing tight That's things what I'm anymore? Thinking. But no, I think they, I'm actually very, very, Sorry, girls, got a, an emergency phone call. That was the wrong number. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing like it. <laughs> nothing like so. Here's do you answer a fucking no ID or a number that you don't be known? Now, I usually, I mean, I, I on occasion I haven't, and it's been a courier. I know. So like, that, oh, I've started picking up if it's an OA, whatever number. Wait, nine always. I find couriers. Are yeah, but random. I still get such. A sharp pang of anxiety every time a fucking phone and it's like, I don't know what I'm expecting. Because there's also been many times where I thought it was a career and I've answered it and I'm like, why the fuck did, why I, did I answer, I answer this, this call? And I, but like, what are we actually expecting? Are we expecting to pick up the phone and it's like, hello, I'm here with your dead so-and-so. <laughs> I just picked up the phone and this is the last number. I'm so sorry to tell you this way. Like, what am I expecting? I don't know, but oh my God. Or like, hello, it's the Gargi. You're arrested via the phone. Like, I, know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like bad news. You yeah, know? Like yeah, That's yeah. what I'm always afraid of. Or I'm, I'm afraid it's like, hello, this is the revenue. <laughs> We pay our taxes, by the way, but I'm just afraid it's something annoying something, like that, or yeah, like, yeah. or like the bank being like, "You're, you're something that I'll have to deal with." You know, yeah, like I hate your that. cards being fucking ripped, and like Aww. they're spending all this money, and we need all this proof, and you have to get all your receipts. I'd be like, "Oh, I just don't care. Leave them." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me a new card. Transfer. Like I just, yeah, I, I can't with. That I know shit. it's so fucking annoying. Like, stop calling me, everyone. Honestly, like I, I wish I could have a phone day. that just texted. <laughs> It gals merch much? <laughs> no, because I got a call the other week and it was like, I was like, I'll answer it, fuck it. 
maybe it's because you're like that's the thing you're like I'll answer it just in case it's a courier with my nice little package on the way I know and it's always a time you don't answer that it is a fucking courier yeah but it's like hi so we um, need to get Luna's this checked so could you just tell me what works for you it's like I don't want to talk about this bitch <laughs> call my PA your child <laughs> <laughs> but like it was it was the fucking like her years ago she needed the speech therapy yeah. years ago yeah yeah she's yeah she's fucking grand now thanks no thanks to you because you no weren't working through the COVID no shutting up we're not yeah. shutting her up now and I was like oh right um, well she's back in school now and she's like yeah they're all back in school because she was like we'll do it on a 11 o'clock sorry this is so b- boring but it really fucking pissed me off she was like we'll do it at 11 o'clock I was like oh well she's just back in school now don't be pulling her out of school by the way, to go on a Zoom call to do the speech therapy via Zoom, bitches, why didn't you do that all when she was sat in her hole for the past few months? But she doesn't even need speech therapy She's anymore. Fo- I know. She puts on a baby accent. Uh, well, yeah, she just babies herself. I like, know. Don't when all I girl, say don't, don't all women do that. <laughs> <laughs> She's just learning She's just early. Flirting. I'm like, Evan, I don't know how to pull up the shelf. <laughs> but I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to use hammer. <laughs> I can't read Ikea. I don't know how to clean bathroom. <laughs> I don't know how to button up my top. <laughs> we are doing a Q&A. We got some. We got a load of questions. questions Great questions. And also, girls, just I want to shout out very quickly. We did have Julia Holbin all on X Girls last week. That's all I'm going to say. That's all that needs to be said. But I'm just letting you Get know. the Patreon, girls. The, like, the orse. The bod, the boobs, the nose, the hair, the, the whole package is over on I mean, We're so glad that we got her. Because Jenny and I, like, she is our ex-gal. Like, she's if we had a gal to be, she's just so fucking cool. Yeah. And just like, yeah, she's just a goddamn Irish legend. So, I'm just letting you know. I'm not saying do anything. I'm not saying sign up. But I am saying it's a fiver. But I'm just saying that Julia Holbenall was on the pod. So, Questions, there you go ex-gals only so actually once a month girls as you all know we open up our tumblr box so we open it up with that any protection and you can go <laughs> raw in there i'm getting sick <laughs> i'm fucking vomiting <laughs> sorry for being sexual raw kills me because i think of like when it's like i went in raw like when people say that i just think like, of a no peeled condom. back dick so do i <laughs> So do I. I'm like, ew, it's all bloody. I think of it like you know the head of the dick. Like the whole dick is like that. <laughs> ew. That's so sick. Raw. Um like we, you, you guys went in raw. Yeah, so we popped that up on our um social every so go follow our Instagram, it goes podcast, will you? Fuck's sake. Yeah, it's not going up. And I'm fucking losing followers anytime. Oh, I'm losing followers to left, right, and center. It's so annoying. Whenever I put up a photo It's like Oh I lose a hundred People are like Fucking forgot I was following that bitch I know I'm like I'm better off Just lurking in the shadows (laughs) (laughs) Making no content Quietly accumulating followers (laughs) Until I have to put something (gasps) up One a week And they're like Oh for fuck's sake (laughs) I'm so sorry I hope this doesn't annoy anyone I'm going to come on With a little bit of content showing my fit (laughs) I'm tagging you. Will that you've keep been, you around? You've been playing a blinder on the fashion blog st- stuff lately. It's not working. I keep on losing. <laughs> Any time I put it, they're hating it. They are hating it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you need to be in a car park. I'm fucking like, I'm loving the pics. I'm like, whoa, this is going to get me a bottomless. No, no. I was two po- or what they're was I? Like, hating it. 40.9 I was. Now I'm 40.6. And that's after me <laughs> Three photos. killing it. As far, as far as I'm concerned, killing it on the gram. <laughs> I've not gone from like, like what the fuck? That is so, that is gas because that happens. The exact same thing happens to me. I was like, do you remember when actually this, <laughs> so this is a funny story? My Instagram loves to like pwn my ass and troll me 24 7 because every now and again I'll log in and it says 18.9 and I'm like, <laughs> are you telling me your girl's gone viral <laughs> but like i'll fully know it's not that because like there's no new followers coming in on the on the harsh <laughs> section instagram is fucked up and i'm moment. literally like i was in the house running around being like come on come on check my check my instagram from your profile and he was like 18.4 and i'm like what whose is broken mine or yours because i was going on the it girls page checking and it was mine. still 18.9 18. 18. and every now and again it does it and then the other day 18.3 thanks 
I, fucking Instagram is down fucked up. I have not gone up. Like, I'm just like, let's be vulnerable here. Like, my following is not going up, girl. So I did. You, Guess when it went up? When I had Ross bleeding Hogan on the live. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you got all the 13 year olds, and then they were like, I don't want to follow this. Who's like, this old woman trying like, to dress swaggy? Cringe millennial. Yeah. Side parting. I love that. Do you ever see that on like the on TikTok at the moment? There's like wars going on between Gen Z and millennials, and like Gen Z A scare me. They're like bullies, but they're like the cool bullies that you want to be friends with, especially as like an L millennial myself. But they actually crack me up because their interpretation of millennials, they're always like, my doggo, don't speak to me before my coffee. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, guys, I'm like, fair play. And then there's all these really cringe people like our age doing like these songs that are like, they will not take my skinny jeans and my side part in. Like, because <laughs> like Gen Z keeps slacking us for wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> oh my and God. And this is like cringe as fuck like 30 year olds. I'm like, guys, I, I, I'm trying I agree. to swag out here. I agree with the skinny jeans. Me too. I'm like, keep up girls. Come on. But also I think that's why I have goddamn restless legs syndrome. <laughs> And our Varka's veins. I can't fucking sleep these days Mm. because I have like this twitching in my fucking leg. That happens to me a lot. And I'm here like Googling at 4am and it's like, there's no known cure. I'm like... (laughs) So, what, like I we don't to... even understand what it is. I'm like, I'll tell you one thing. Jamie jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Emo phase. Literally. Strangling my legs for a decade. <laughs> the one time I didn't have restless leg, when I was wearing elephant flares in second year. <laughs> yes. I had wet foot. <laughs> yeah. Puddle foot. I had... <laughs> Gangrene <laughs> Trench foot Trench foot That's it Trench foot with the flares I trench foot in my buffaloes That feeling was so gross Remember you'd have those big like oh. Flares And the back would all be torn From the rain yeah. Elephant flares And like oh we literally Because I didn't Or have, what else were they called UFO pants U- Well UFO pants were specific They were the ones with the so, The bits coming off them. Yeah yeah The kind of little flares. Elephant flare was any flare That went over the shoe I never had them. Oh, I had them. And they weren't even, I mean, they were almost Jinko Jeanish, you know, that okay, way. Okay, okay. And then um, we would have them, wear them in school because we had no uniform. And like, I swear, like the, the actual dread getting off the school bus and it being raining and your gear flares on the way to school would be so wet. And you'd be trying to, I'd literally try and like hold my leg up against a radiator, but they'd be so, they'd be wet the whole day. And you'd sit down in class and the backs of them would hit off the back of your leg and oh, they'd all be wet. gross. <laughs> and that, my friends, is why us millennials wear skinny jeans. <laughs> now, Are shut you? up, moaning, but shut up, slagging us. Sh- that's why. Stop slagging me, Gen Z. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to be answering your questions today. We've got three juicy questions. Thanks for sending them in. As always, keep an eye out on our Instagrams. <laughs> out. If you oh, go follow our Instagrams, that'd be great. Because as you can tell, all of our Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. It goes. Pavusy cat and we're made in jade. <laughs> we're like still. I also <laughs> realize you and I are literally the only people on Instagram who still use like those kind of names. <laughs> Everyone else. But I follow this real cool girl, real cool girl from like America. She has like loads of followers. Now I get. I bet when I call her out, they'll all be following her and forget to follow oh, us. But yeah. anyway, she's called Loose Unicorns. I like that. See, we're and she's like an older. Well, you know, like she's. I mean, it was my Tumblr name. So let me live my life. That's like what it's I say. I don't want to have my stupid name as my Instagram name. Jenny Claffy. Lindsay Hamilton. That fucking tennis bitch be after me again. Sorry yeah. if you listen, Jenny. Yeah, we... we, we Lol, we. same name. I remember the comment from Bebo 2006. Remember you used to do... I used to do that on Facebook too. Just add loads of Lindsay Hamilton's being like, what's it like being you? <laughs> do we... Because you know, we were such like brainwashed by Nickelodeon children that like we fully thought we were going to be like... I thought it was going to be like Lindsay Lohan. Um, two of a, not, yeah, What I know. was that film? Not two of a kind. Um, Parent Trap Parent Trap yeah. Or like it was going to be two, two of a kind was one as well Because didn't they Weren't they oh, like separated so, yeah And uh, sister, 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 was. sister 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 So in my mind I was like That was I was like If I find another Jenny Claffey She'll be like Living a different life And because my owner's from the same And I love that like, We'd have twins hair. But they'd have our exact same name Yeah and look completely different <laughs> And it did not matter the name The age I was like wow Wow We're just out here Living different Were lives. you born in the rotunda? <laughs> Well, well, what one do we start with? Um, I'll let you choose. You've got two there, so. All right, I have. Okay, so I thought this was cool because we want more of these. This is from a fella. And I think it's cool. Because we're misogynists. Yeah. 
JK. We only give a fuck about men on this pod. <laughs> so I was on my girlfriend's phone and seen a message from a while back and it was from when we had split and she had compared my you know what size to you another can say, fella. You can say dick on this pod, honey. Don't worry. Dick. She had compared um my dick to another fella. She said his was bigger, but mine looked nice. Um <laughs> WTF I don't know how to feel about this Please help First of all I wanted to say I said this before Recording I was like It's fucking gas Cause like Girl The way girls write In the Tumblr It's like Okay so basically I had an inkling to go On my boyfriend's phone Cause he was being shady for weeks So I did go through the phone This bloke just goes I was on my girlfriend's phone And seeing a message <laughs> So you were just on the, her phone Did he say he was on her phone I was on my girlfriend's phone And seeing a message From a while back So you were rooting oh, Through your yeah. girlfriend's phone Cause I fair love enough that. You were like I was on her phone using something and a message came in. You know, that kind of Now, happen. maybe he was, but I just love no. that they don't need... A while back. A while back. He's looking at yeah, what she's yeah, yeah. sending someone. But it's kind of, it's just gas the way he that they don't... He searched his name in her WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was someone that he was worried about. Obviously, she had hooked up with this guy or whatever the fuck, and she is talking about penises. Yeah, I think what we're really talking about here is like comparing. And I think that it's one of those things that like, we don't like to think people do when you are starting to get with someone or when someone's starting to get with you that like there might be a conversation around like, well, that person's this and this person's that. But it's like, unfortunately, like people do speak like that, you know, that mm-hmm. way. Like, and it's also how people speak when they feel <clears throat> that they have privacy, you know, that way. Like how I would speak to you about like a new guy I'm dating. Like say when I go with Evan, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, obviously no secret pretty soon after I broke up with my fella, my long-term boyfriend. So of course there's going to be comparisons. And that's also a conversation that like comes up with your friend. You'd be like, so how is he compared to that relationship? And it's not really, you're not always being so personal. Sometimes you are by being like, do you know what? He was a scabby cunt and this guy's being great and treating me. And it can yeah. actually, or you can be like, oh, he has a bit more of a like temper than that. Or like we communicate mm. differently. And like when I'm talking to you about that, like my best friend or whatever, or any of my friends, like there's a level of like, of like being so, dare I say, raw. (laughs) Yeah, there's a a level of like, just you're like divulging into your most inner kind of dark thoughts that it's kind of awkward to even admit to yourself. Like it's embarrassing even to say, you know, oh, like I remember doing it with like, you know, exes and stuff and being like, talking to you and stuff about like why I dumped it or whatever the fuck was going on and it's like well he kind of was doing this or even you know it's a moment of vulnerability when Mm. you're like you know you need to out these thoughts now in terms of you know what you're saying as in like oh he was scabby or he had a temper this would be difficult to read because it is about your your lovemaker it's your dick so like I mean just as much as I wouldn't like to read my fella saying you know my ex's flaps were a bit smaller, but look, you know? But I think the way she's speaking is he's just like, I think he needs a bit of reassurance because he's saying, like, she said that her ex is bigger, but his is nicer. Like, that's how women speak. Like, that's a girl being like, look, yeah, his is bigger, but his is so much nicer. It's not like he said, yeah. hers, his was bigger and I'm fucking missing that extra inch. Now, what she could have been saying is, which again, so they obviously split. So this is possibly a guy, let's just assume this is possibly a guy who she was hooking up with or whatever, when they were having a break so sometimes when you're broken up with your fellow or taking a break you're dogging on him a bit you're like a fucking like this guy's dick is so much bigger oh my ex was a pain in the ass well yeah he will do this and then the awkward momo when you're back with the said fucker who you were like dragging through the mud and then your friends are like oh do you not miss that big dick you're like okay that dick was bigger yeah but my fellas is nicer looking that's what i mean this is like how like you know, I think if I read that, it's very easy. When you say, we always say, right, when you go through someone's phone, first of all, the golden rule is you're not going to stop till you find something you don't want to see. And this is, he's found it, okay? He's found yeah. the comment about the dick that he didn't want to see, but he did want to see and he made sure he saw. So yeah. you also have to be able to like look at it objectively and be like, okay, the only thing that he's zoning in on there is her being like, that guy's dick was bigger than mine. He's not concentrating on the other end of the of or the even the sentence. thought that she was like talking about dicks. Yeah, know? well, the girl was probably like, "So how? I remember that Jason had a huge dick. What's it like being back with him? Like, and then you know, as you said, like, do you not miss that big dick? Because like mm. the girls would have heard all about. Well, your you're man's trying dick. to excuse what you were saying. Like that's the awkward thing about like you know getting back with someone who you've broken up with because there's obviously that downtime. Like 
you know, the majority of times when you've broken up with someone and there's anger there, you're going to be talking and confiding to your friends and like, you know, saying bad things about your ex and being like, oh, like, it's, you know, I'm now seeing this new guy's dick's bigger. Oh, like, I'm so glad like that I'm, you know, with this guy mm. and he's treating me so much better or whatever. And then you reconcile with your ex and you're back with him and you know that you've told all these things to your friends and you're like, oh, so you're kind of like, you know, tripping over yourself with trying to kind of, excuse what you said or make up you know like that friend who gets back with the ex and then she's dragged him and said like he's a fucking controlling manipulator like I definitely did that when I would get back and then I'd be like oh he actually is so much better just just letting you know he actually always pays now at the moment you know like trying to like but like maybe he, this guy's dick is nicer maybe she's not like being so deep into like trying to cover up and be like no I'm not saying but I mean know? I'm saying in the sense of like that you kind of trip over yourself yeah, you know, because I'm sure her friend isn't that concerned whether what she's size missing. Penis she's getting. Yeah, is she missing the older the dick that she was fucking going on? Yeah. about? Like, but when you're in that space, when you, you know, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. trying to fucking praise you, man, in a weird ass way because mm. she's obviously spoken about a previous fucking dick. It's mm-hmm. a weird and when you go through someone's phone and you look at these like intimate conversations that you should not have a part of, you were not like she wouldn't have wrote that if she knew that you were going to yeah. be snooping. So she's having this like you know, conversation that should never have to be explained to you. Because mm-hmm. that how do you explain that? Oh, well, I did compliment that guy's dick. But now that I'm back with you and I love your dick and I wanted my friend to know that I love your dick. Like, that's just a conversation that doesn't yeah. need to exist and at it's all. Just, it was never meant for you, even mm-hmm. though it's about you. Like, that can be the weird thing where I think people can, you know, find it hard to juggle those two thoughts because they're like, but it's about me. So it is my business. It's like, no, you're the subject, yes, of conversation. However, that does not mean that the cop topic is like for you and that you have the right to, not the right, but like that you should read that. Like, it's like me and you reading Tattle. Mm-hmm. Like, that's none of my business, what they think of me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's completely, it's blocked on and my by computer. the way, Tattle users, we don't read you anymore, so. Hell no, I'm sober of Tattle a long ass time, as are you. And like, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, but it's like, you know, I'm grand with like, not grand, but like, I mean, if they want to talk about it that way, about anyone, that's fine. That's up to them. They have to go to sleep at night knowing that. But like, it's none of my business. Just because I am the topic of conversation, that does not mean that I have to read it. It's like, it's self-harm in a way. And like, I get that this guy has seen this text and this is what happens. You and I have read Tattle in the past. I've, you know, I'm sure we've all seen a text that wasn't for us. You have to also be like, okay, it's, you can't take it so personally in the sense that as if they wrote it to you. Because mm-hmm. they didn't write it to you. You know, it's like if you're going through, like, if your life is, like, really chaotic, right, at one point in time, your friends might discuss it. Because they're probably, like, it's not always bitchy. It could be just them being, like, what are we going to do? Like, Jenny's being this and she's being that. Has she been rude to you? Yeah. Mm. So, like, if you had a transcript of that conversation, when you read it, it would be, like, oh my God, my friends are fucking talking shit behind my back even when I'm in a bad position and I'm like, you know, I'm really depressed at the moment and they're talking about my mood and blah, blah, blah. But like these conversations, like you have an impact on other people's lives and even this in a light sense as in like, you know, she's back with you and she was up seeing someone else and all that kind of bullshit. That's just girl talk, you know, that way. And it's Mm -hmm. your girlfriend is now saying like, yeah, I was with him who was, you know, big dick fucking whatever. Well, I prefer this one. Yeah, that's all you know the only way you're going to rationalize in your head is like by being like okay she complimented me so take that if you need it but also it's a weird compliment that a wasn't for you yeah but it is a compliment nonetheless and in that space where she was riding to your friend she's saving yo ass yeah she's yeah exactly it's not like she's like oh i miss that dick that would yeah. be like yikes yeah or like, like oh i'm really missing the sex from the other guy he was so much better something yeah. like that now i will say side note to the gals listening I think we do need to just be a bit more mindful of like dick conversation and like dick shaming. I do because like there's so well there if we're going to have and offer the space and like be fucking moaning and talking about like body shaming with women and like don't talk about this, don't do like we also need to think of our part and what we can change. And I do notice like a massive conversation about fucking dicks and size and girth and skinniness and this and that. And it's kind of like, first of all, none of that matters. I'm sure we've all seen like or heard a girl who had got with a guy who had a big fucking elephant trunk and it was like not enjoyable or enjoy you know it's like I do think if you you know just be I, mindful I disagree in a way you know there's there's definitely ways that you can do it and there's being rude about someone which is one thing and there's like you know being 
disrespectful to other people that you've been with or talking about men or women in a, in a derogatory way but like I think that also like something that we have to reckon with is that like men will probably talk about physical aspects of you within their own group girls do the same thing you know we do the same thing and I think that like that is it can be an enjoyable conversation it can be light-hearted it can be a little catty yes at times but like I'm just not into like being like where no one's allowed to talk about anyone's body you I know didn't that say way that, but I no, think no, no, be I know. careful about like be mindful and uh, if anything for the reason that like it literally is so redundant because like I've heard I've had conversations with gal pals where I'm like I wouldn't be into like we're all saying like I wouldn't really be into the big kind of juiced up lips it bod or whatever mm. and then they're like yeah I'd prefer this bod that's kind of like that's a preference and that's like you know whatever and it could be considered like body shaming but with dicks it's just like I feel like girls go to that kind of conversation because of like television or because of but like it actually what you know it's just it's I just I feel don't like find there's too much conversation around dicks in, in the sense that like usually if a girl like gets with a guy with a massive dick or something they'll be like oh my god his dick was huge I never really get like <clears throat> like women very rarely would be like Oh my god, he a tiny dick. Like I've heard that a few I've times. Heard that loads of times. I've heard it a few times. I've said it a few times. But like at the end of the day, it's like it's just sex talk. I don't guys think it might is be though, like she it's, had it's like genital talk. Yeah, but like guys might be like, oh, she had pale nipples. It's like it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, like people are gonna talk about sex with their peers in a certain way. I'm I think happy. there's a difference sex between talk is one thing, but there's I a think difference between de- being derogatory towards someone. Like I can understand like naming someone and like spreading a rumor that their dick was tiny or their dick was ugly and all that. Like it's like like I've heard that kind of talk and like no matter the type of what it's about, if it's about a dick, if it's about someone's fucking body hair, it's just like I didn't sleep with them, so I shouldn't know these de- like details about an individual. But I think like when you're talking about like small dicks, big dicks, or if a guy is talking about fucking fat asses or big tits, it's like well, I it's, don't know how you can say that you don't shouldn't know a detail and say like a. I'm talking it, about being derogatory. Well, saying anyone's dick is small is pretty derogatory. I'd say only if they're being derogatory about it, or like I'm talking about like naming someone, you well, know, like, like spreading I th- I a rumor derog- about an individual mm-hmm. rather than saying like I'm not into small dicks or I like big dicks. I don't think that's. Like, I think talking about it as a whole is one thing, but, like, naming one individual person and, like... I think it's different saying, like, big-ass, big tits because a lot of the time you can tell that walking down the street, I can look at a girl and be like, whoa, she has a fat ass and it looks good. You can't tell... Like, dick is more personal thing, so is tightness of vagina. So if people were going around being like, oh, she has a mad fucking baggy vagina, I think it's just, like, general talk, I don't think is cool, personally. Especially because it's not sex talk because... There's men who are fucking great at sex, who have small dicks, medium dicks, skinny dicks. So it For sure, yeah, totally yeah. doesn't coincide with sex. It's actually it doesn't, quite like... But like it is going to come up in the conversation, I think. Like, I think that no, it doesn't, it's obviously not an indicator on how like good someone is in bed. Anything about the size of someone's genitals, sizes, whatever the fuck it is, has no implication on how someone performs sexually or like how like sexually fluent they are. But I think that like oftentimes... There's like an ideal thing of like, we shouldn't talk about this, but it's like, if we're talking about sex, like that probably will come up at some point. There's a different ways. Like there's like, you can talk about it. Me talking one-on-one to you about the size of some guy's dick, I think is a very innocent, small part of a conversation rather than like how you go about it. Like if it's like, you know, a huge group chat of girls and you're like, you know, I don't know, even sending pictures or like sending in dick pics like that type of shit I don't really like either like girls do complain about that and I've been sent other people's dick pics before and I'm like I don't want that shit I mean I'm just trying to think of being in this position where this guy who's asking this question is Mm -hmm. and if I stumbled across whatever way I found it if I stumbled across my boyfriend talking about the tightness of my vagina and comparing it to the girl he was seeing when we were split Regardless, I just wouldn't be cool with that. I, th- I think it's not like, a nice thing to read cool. for sure, but I think that we're we can't fool ourselves into thinking that like that conversation doesn't sometimes happen. I think that, we can fool ourselves into thinking that like our partner is not bopping around talking about her, the size of her fucking genitals. No, like, hopefully not. Yeah, but I'm just saying that like say for example, this girl was asked it by her friend. So like you know, I don't I don't think it's always negative. I don't think it's always a conversation of like being derogatory. Like she was answering a question kind of being like, yeah, his dick was bigger, but blah, blah, blah. It's like people are going to say shit that you wouldn't say yourself. People, people are, gonna, are, but like, you know, it, it's like, this is your partner. This is yeah, your but boyfriend. I don't think she was wrong by talking about her boyfriend's dick size. Like, I don't think that's like, 
a really that like, bad of a conversation. I don't like it would have been weird if she was like, "Don't talk about my boyfriend's penis size." You know, like she's obviously engaging in that conversation. I would agree. I think it's a bit random to be talking about your boyfriends or like because I mean, I'm again, I'm just putting myself in that position. If I found my fella talking about the tightness or lack thereof of my vagina, yeah, no, on that's WhatsApp, gross for sure. I think there's. Sex talk and genitals are just very different. But I just think it's within the... I don't personally do it. Like, I'm not, mm. like, going around talking about my boyfriend's dick size. But, like, I think that that... When you're talking about sex, sometimes that comes up. You know, that way? It is mm. a, it's a part of the conversation. Guys probably don't... I haven't mentioned that or seen... Come across that many conversations of lads talking about, like, the size of vaginas. But they defo talk about other shit that's, like... Or some dick sucking scales and all that. And it's like, it's not exactly something that I think is like the most attractive quality in a man of how he speaks to his friends about sex. But it's like, you know, they do it and girls do it. Girls actually, I think more so talk about their boyfriend. And I just think that it's how girls can also be like comparison in that way. Like he did this and he did that, you know, that way. Yeah. And I think girls more so talk about size of, you know, people's guys' dicks and stuff. Yeah. And I, don't and think, I think I have like, it would be kind of grim. Yeah. So I just think be mindful if you're like fucking going around <coughs> talking like that is all I'm saying. Um, Don't be putting that shit in writing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that way? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Unpopular opinion. So I'm gay. And a lot of the time I get mistaken as a straight person because I'm not the most stereotypical looking gay. And the second someone finds out I'm gay, their first response is, yes, queen or girl, you go you, something along those lines. And it really annoys me. They treat me different because of my sexuality and talk to me different. I mean, I get everyone has their own reasons too, but I really don't like how people views on me can change because of the fact that I'm gay. Can I get a yes, queen to that question? <laughs> <laughs> So I feel that must be so fucking annoying. Yeah. For either way. Now, um, you know, when we had Sarah on and we want to get more um, gay and lesbian guests. So if you want to come on, please slide in our DMs mm-hmm. on Igals or our email. Um, if you think you'd be good at chatting on a pod, because we'd love to talk to you about it. Because I find, um, you know, we have a good friend who has talked to us about his coming out process and like when he kind of like, figured out himself that he was gay he like shaved his leg and he was like now I have to live as a gay man this is who I am now like as if like you know taking off the sheath of when he was before he came out and Mm. you know that kind of stuff and same with um when we had Sarah on um where she was discussing being lesbian and she was like a lot and we find a lot um I've heard a lot of like females um, you know, if they're gay and they're coming out as gay and then people are like disbelieving them because they don't look gay. They aren't like, you know, butch or whatever. So I think it is like a total complex that like, you know, society needs to catch up with the idea of gay not being a personality trait. Yeah. And like, I think, you know, it's it's so complicated. And we spoke about it in um, Sarah's one as well, because oftentimes say a gay man could lean into things that like you stereotypically believe to be like camp or gay because they're like feminine traits that they may have repressed a lot when they were hiding their sexuality um I think that can be a lot of it I think there can be a liberation for a lot of gay men in the sense that they feel that they can finally express aspects of their interests and personality that would be seen to be more hyper feminine or even within like the gay kind of world um so that can be kind of a nice feeling to be like now I can like speak how I want you know I can like have the interests I don't want and I can be flamboyant and I can like be open about these things but like you can't see that as like you know, uh, you can't be so myopic just to think that that's the only way to express being gay. 
And I think that a lot of the time, it's one of those things that, say for example, he's saying like sometimes someone finds out that he's gay and they go like, oh yes, queen and blah, blah, blah. And I think that it's one of those aspects of like, it's well-intended, you know, that yeah, way. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a well-intended kind of way of trying to be like, I accept you or like, I'm cool with that. You know, that mm-hmm. way it's not like a, you know, it, it's not being like, oh, why don't you dress like this? You know, they're trying to relate to you on some level. And I'm sure this guy gets that as well. Like he understands it, but it must be frustrating to have like an idea. Like, you know, this is the thing that like a lot of like identity politics do is that it makes things like your sexuality or we got a question as well that we didn't get to that about being vegan, you know, um, that we have these ideas that like certain aspects of how we live our lives, be that our sexuality or how we eat or, you know, even our political views has to be our entire identity. Whereas like everyone is so much more, so much more than that, you know, that way like I'm more than just being a woman. Or a straight. Or a straight, exactly. It's like, it's not a huge part of my um, identity. Now, it's cool if someone wants to make it that. You know, that way if someone does, like, if someone is gay and that they that is like the main part of their fucking identity and they're really into all the pride shit and all the rest, cool. But like... Well, a lot of people, I think, it's a difficult thing, I think, for... Um you know, like we same when we had Sarah on, and I know from other gay friends of mine. It's I think it's a really it's a complex thing that you need to kind of conclude yourself, and it you know it's kind of like so there obviously are communities within you know the gay and lesbian like realm, you know, and LBGTQ X whatever is going on. There's like these communities, and I think it can feel like school where it's like mm-hmm. are you in the group or are you not and uh, like how are you and like you were saying a lot of people who would be like say really into pride for example um we when we had sarah on she was saying that like she that's how she first kind of you know expressed her um sexuality she got involved and like really enjoyed it but then she noticed these different kind of like you know it was it's kind of like school and she just was feeling a bit like i want to represent me and i don't need to be like tied to this big group of mm-hmm. lesbianas but um, so I think that's something you have to conclude. And I've, I noticed that with like gay friends of mine as well, who kind of like are very aware of this big scene happening. And if they are just like not a part of that, it can feel a bit re- weird, I assume, you know, like to like say if there was like a big group of single mass, like always <laughs> partying and being like, we are single mass, we are single mass. And I'm like, mass, you drink? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm down with my life, but I, like with my like, reality but I don't need to be kind of fucking marching or going on about it you know so I think it's that kind of thing where I mean I notice a lot of people like a lot of gals will be like I need a new gay best friend my old gay best friend got a boyfriend I need a new one like we totally have been sold this kind of like well that's just like character of the gay man for sure and it's like it's a really kind of gross way of like like as I said this people who kind of do a gas queen or something I think it's well intentioned I don't think they're like evil or like bullies or whatever but like there is a level within straight women of like fetishizing a gay man as Mm. like having them as like like objectifying them and using them as well yeah using them for clout but also like objectifying them as something that like just seeing them as their identity like seeing them as an accessory like a goddamn hand totally that's yeah exactly it's like I mean my gay BFF it's just like like you shouldn't be like fair enough someone might like you know connect to gay men quite a lot you know Mm -hmm. that way as in like you might be have a lot of the same interests as them and you know you have like a you know you understand and you might enjoy you might enjoy the like male company without the kind of idea of it you know getting with them and that kind of stuff Mm, that's what i what i like about like any of my uh male friends who are gay is that like I, I like the male energy, but like mm-hmm. our interests are like aligned in a certain way as yeah. well. You and know I that like way? that it's just a non-sexual way to be friends with men, you know, mm. because like some when there is, you know, I do find like in Ireland, we don't mix as well as, you know, I even like England and like other European countries, I find like the sexes mix in a lot more kind of. It's because of our schools. Because our schools are predominantly yeah. segregated. I think that is I think a it huge has a cultural thing. thing. Like, you know, my fella and I were just talking the other day and I was saying, um, you know, I didn't start talking to boys until fourth year. Fourth year in school. So I had four, fourth year, fifth year, sixth year talking to the odd few lads. 
But prior to that, it was very segregated in our mixed school. Right, like it yeah. was just like the girls hanging out, the guys hanging out. Sometimes we'd have a little chat, but it was like predominantly like girls and groups. So I think it's. I yeah. think that's pretty normal. Like when you're younger, you know that way. Yeah, but now I'm seeing like even Rilo and he's actually yeah. mixing and I'm so glad to see that like, you know, he's mixing, like the guys are hanging out with the girls and they're like mixing together and it's because of like, I don't know, phones and it's, it's just a bit more normal and it's not a weird thing where it was so weird to me when mm. I was younger thinking of like hanging out with a guy. I wonder you know? is it like a teenage thing as well? Because in my school, my primary school, we all mixed a lot. Mm. But then I think we segregate, self-segregate ourselves kind of when we're like, I think it's like maybe it can also be an awkward puberty thing. Yeah. Like 12, 13, 14, you're kind of like, oh boys. And you're kind of like getting your girlfriends and you're all mm. kind of going through this weird body change. And then we were the same. Like we then we started to like integrate more in fourth year, fifth year, mm. probably also being interested. Well, I think it's something that does need to be encouraged. And I've definitely made sure Absolutely. to encourage it with Rilo and Luna because... It wasn't encouraged for me. It was actually the, the opposite. Yeah, because yeah, it was like now boys are basically for, like, you know, mm. you don't want to be, you don't want them to be getting the wrong idea if you're being all friendly, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just very much not having that conversation with my kids where I'm like desexualizing the idea of my little gal having a, you know, fun with the little boy in yeah, the yard, you know? it's weird to sexualize that shit. But back, I know. back to this guy. Um, yeah, I, I think like everyone, I can understand, like I think everyone struggles, like say Lindsay and I would have like, you know, because we have like, the podcast or whatever and people will always feel that they understand a certain level of our kind of interest and our personality. And you can get that a bit. Like, you know, sometimes we'll be going through town and like I can, it's again, completely well-meaning mm -hmm. and like trying to connect with us which I totally appreciate but people can be like come into Pygmalion and get locked with us like we were having a session and it can be kind of like ah is that all you see but you also have to kind of bring it down to like I get it I get why you're connecting with me on that level because you're out on the sesh you see me as like someone who'd be like out on the sesh 24 yeah. 7 and I'm totally not <laughs> <laughs> but like I understand and I get it but like I can understand it when especially when this uh, person is saying that they feel like uh their opinion changes about them be when they find out they're gay and that would be really frustrating because you're just like hold on you treated me because like I don't look or act stereotypically gay you treated me so differently and the second you find out something as minor as who I date now all of a sudden you're like, yes, queen, pop off, sis, mm. baby girl, let's go to the George, <laughs> you know? Now what I would say and suggest, like I do think like, you know, what will be changing in in the future or whatever is the whole process of like coming out or, you know, that kind of thing. I don't, I, th I think that will change because, you know, we're getting a lot more ambiguous with gender and sexuality and those kind of things um, in society. So I do feel like if you were kind of having a, co a loose conversation with someone who maybe you're not that close to, you don't really know, is your friend's friend or your whatever, you know, you don't need, you don't owe every, to tell everyone your fucking sexuality. You don't owe that, you know, so if someone assumes that you're straight. You don't need to be like, actually, I'm gay. I guess he kind of means that, like, the minute they find out, like, they could find out in any way. Like, you could be like, of my boyfriend. You know that way. It's. Like I mean, I find it really. I find it weird that that happens. I. I mean, I do. What? I just find it weird that, like, I. Like I find it so presumptuous. You know, like people treat them differently. Yeah, because like I've been yeah. around so many different types of gay men. Like, there's obviously there's the gay guy that we all, you know, there's the one that like loves that role. You know, there's the real. I don't know how to. Like I'm probably um, categorizing here, but yellow. There's the there's like a gay guy who really loves that role of being the gay best friend and being like, oh, let's talk about this sis and queen and yes and like loving it and like you're both ping ponging that back and forth mm -hmm. and whatever. And it's just like different type of friendships, full stop. Really, yeah, isn't it? So like that you kind of I'm like, okay, I'll play that kind of act when I'm around that type of gay. Well, it's just like we have that kind of relationship. You know, that way it's like any friendship. I mean, there's some friends who you meet up with who like you'll talk about films with and there's some mm -hmm. friends you meet up with and you bitch about. It's not like, but you don't treat them any differently. You don't like categorize but, them in your head as like, that's my bitch friend. You I know, know that way? but like, that's so what I mean. Weird. Like, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. That's why I think it's so weird then like people automatically go into autopilot and I think it is part of like, you know, we spoke about on that episode with Sarah about how like, like represent the different kinds of like, gay people who are represented in the media and I think that the reason that so often people's like 
you know, their go-to is to treat you like that is because A, I think people are trying to like connect with you and be like, I'm cool with gay. <laughs> and yeah, then I yeah. think B, it's also because in like, uh, in media, usually the type of gay man that is celebrated, is, especially in Ireland, is that kind of gay man who's like, you know, fabulous gay man. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. So then who we, we all love. Like, yes, do you know who yes. I was watching the other day and it just made me laugh so much. Now I'm again assuming he's gay. Francis Brennan. I don't know if he is gay. What? I don't know. The hotelier? Like, I mean, I know he's very camp, but I don't know. Does he have like a, has he ever spoken about his sexuality? I don't know. I don't know. But dear God, he's worth a YouTube girl. He but do you know so what? He could be so funny. one of those people that like, you know, those Irish men who are like. No, I have a wife 20 years. Yeah, it's like 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> New lash beautiful. For beautiful children. That is 67. Went to a Catholic school. And I also have to say, this is not sponsored. I bought one of his bed sheets the other day. Celibacy. People think I'm gay. I don't know if he is one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, that just goes to fucking show you. He's unmarried. It says, so I can't open this uh, article. About celibacy? Open. Something about celibacy. Maybe he's celibate. I'm not gay, but I'm not what you would call dot, dot, dot. Again, for some reason, my internet isn't working. But, um... Oh. oh yeah, he says Hotelier Francis Brennan says he's not gay, but what you would call asexual. I've never lusted after anyone. I suppose I'm what you would call asexual. I'm always too tired anyway, so forget that. Sex doesn't interest me at all. And then the independent daughter, you go, with anyone, male or female? Well, everyone is always probing this point. When you're 61 and unmarried, there are assumptions made. People think I'm gay, but just so you know, I'm not. I would have had men coming on, <laughs> not in my youth, but as an adult. Nothing too heavy, a wink and a nod. <laughs> Okay, and I, I love him. But there you go. That's there a, you fucking go. Yeah, I was like, like our little gay celeb, and then he's like, "No, I'm a celibate celeb. Thank you." I'm very celibate asexual. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love Jesus. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like it's a certain type of man, uh, gay man, is celebrated in the media, which I get as well. We James spoke, Patrice, James Cavanaugh. Yeah. You know, that's so James Cavanaugh. I more so as a, see it as a James Patrice. James Patrice. Obviously, James Cavanaugh is celebrated, but I think James Patrice is very much seen as like the fabulous gay man. Yeah, you yeah. know that He's way. He's more the kind of typical. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think, um, I think that often, like, it is what you see represented is usually how you view, especially if you maybe aren't as like exposed to gay culture. Mm. You know that way. It's like you kind of see. It, it, it's it's the representation. If you're not exposed you're, to the reality of it, and your your exposure is drag race or just like stuff on YouTube or whatever the fuck you're picking yeah. up, and then you finally meet when you're like, oh my god, I can talk about. It's this. Like, oh my god, you're one of those gays. I can finally know? say yes, queen. Yeah. So like, I mean, I wonder. I, I can understand how that would be frustrating. You know, it's kind of like, I mean, even similar to like, you know, I'm just trying to relate to it on our level would be like you know, like an influencer-y kind of thing. You know, that way, like people, like say like my mom's friends, their view on like an influencer would yeah, be like yeah. a very specific thing. So like if they find out that I do something within that realm, they'd be like, and do you be getting the free bits now? And do you do the ads? And I, Or they always try and micromanage you. Do you know what you should do? Yeah. I saw Roz doing this. She blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, right. Yeah, I might think yeah. that. No, she's very successful now at it. Yeah. Or they yeah. like, you know, okay. they do treat you in a certain way, but they're treating you through the kind of like they're like uh their view on what an influencer is and it's presumptuous and it used to happen probably women all the time with how they are depicted in the media so if you're in any way different to that like people do presume and they will act to you a certain way and you know those kind of things can be frustrating but I guess it's more of a like hashtag society thing yeah uh, rather than you but like I think so put up and shut up. I what we're saying. Yeah. Well, I, what I mean is, I totally get that it annoys you, but I think that like people who don't like fetishize your sexuality or objectify it, like might act like that on the upfront, but then as they get to know you, they'll just treat you as your friend. But if someone is consistently being like that, I would say to them, I'd be like, why are you speaking to me like that? I don't speak like that. I'm just thinking as a woman, if a man was acting a certain way to me mm. that I do not act at all to him, I'd be like, or just avoid them, you know. I, yeah. I don't know if it's someone in your work or so, like a friend. Say friend. if it's someone you can't it's, avoid, though, right? It, yeah. Like, I would just be like, "It's mad the way you speak like that to me." Like, you know, make it like light. But I just be like, you don't have to be all. Yeah, just be like, like I don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> you know that way. Yeah. You could just be like, "Why are you being like that?" And that's how they'll learn. You know that way because mm -hmm. it's like if it's someone's first exposure to a minority or whatever, mm. like you know, 
you might have to hold your hand along the way as frustrating as it might be but like they they'll see it in their own time you know but yeah. it, i can understand it being fucking annoying yeah totally we will finish on this question so this is a juicy one girls buckle up and gays and days as they keep on saying on fucking tiktok don't they mm-hmm. They're gals, and lads and days. you're welcome here so <laughs> recently in brackets two weeks ago i came out as bi and broke up with my boyfriend of over five years we want to try still be friends as we share the exact same friend group but we are currently hanging out with them separately to start off <laughs> So five years, broken up two weeks. The first person I came out to was one of my male best friends as we talked a lot of shit, boys, girls, sexual experiences, threesomes, etc. when we were drunk slash hey. This had created a bit of sexual tension between us over the years. Recently at a gaff, we were both intoxicated and he told me that he wants a three-way with me and another girl. This isn't the first time we've talked about this, but he had never said he wanted me in it with him. Until now. I'm down, but would it be super disrespectful to my ex and his friend? Is it bad if we just don't tell anyone and do it on the down low? Is it realistic that nobody finds out? A lot of questions, a loaded motherfucker question. Congrats on discovering your sexuality, Queen. Yeah. I love that you and your boyfriend are sharing custody of your friend group. Love to see you. You have them on weekends, it seems. Yeah. He has them during the week. He's not getting any three-way proposals. Um, okay, so... Ooh, that's a spicy one. I mean... Love that also lockdown does not exist in this girl's I life. know. She's like, we are still seeing our friends separately. It's like, oh, yeah, how's that? And I, they're <laughs> fully getting drunk talking about three-ways. Yeah, and, and planning them. Planning them. They are going to happen. <laughs> level five or not, maybe... When Wear masks, please. Level three is a whole new meaning in that group. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh so okay let's first talk about the friend this guy this guy okay um who is in your friend group all of which these friends you and your boyfriend share custody of now you're co-parenting it's going yeah, great they're your mutual friends yeah but and you know you're kind of connecting and i can understand you like that must be a nice friend to have because he was your first friend that you kind of confided about your sexuality. So I can understand how that conversation would come about because like I think often when, especially say in a breakup, if you're like, you'll always have kind of have one confidant who kind of knows the whole story, right? Like, you know, when you're going through a breakup and like some friend rings you and be like, I heard you break up with Sean, what happened? You're like, oh God, <laughs> I'm going to have to teach you like, there's a whole year of shit that happened that I can't mm. even categorize for you so I can understand like if this is something that you've discovered in your life you've got this one confidant who like probably knows your whole journey of it you know that way of like you coming out and discovering it and like he kind of made you feel safe in a way of like you're both talking about sex but now he's like propositioning you for sex but I mean it seems consensual so that's okay you know it doesn't seem like you're like ew I feel gross about it yeah you're wanting to do it yeah I just think that like you have discovered something new about yourself and I totally get you wanting to like act upon it and like, you know, fair play for breaking up with your fellow because you want to act upon it. You know, that way you didn't like yeah. go about the way of like, and oh, now I'm talking to a girl and we're looking each other on the sly, ha. Huh? <laughs> you know, like yeah. you actually were like, right, there's something that I want to explore here. But I think that you need to be careful of like burning bridges along the way. You know what I mean? I, I think you just need to, I mean, morals. They do, like, consider your morals. Like, you spent five years with this guy. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's an amicable enough breakup that Mm -hmm. you've been able to have the conversation about, like, how to, you know, create boundaries with the friends. So there's, like, mutual respect in that regard of, like, you know, you're happy to both, like, you're still kind of seeing the friends and you're just not going to see each other together yet, but you seem to have spoken that it's going to, like, get to that point, you know, probably, you know. Shit will happen after lockdown and you'll all be together and wonderful. So it's mutual respect and you've managed it this far apart from, you know, speaking to this guy and kind of having like sexual conversations with a mutual male friend. I mean, you're saying he's your best friend, but that you're having these sexual conversations. So it seems to me that it's not a best friend. It's more a a male friend that you're close with and have some kind of, you know there maybe was some kind of emotional cheating going on there because if you're discussing whatever with a mutual like I just find yeah. that quite inappropriate there's a different way there's definitely a different way of like you know if you're going through a breakup with someone there's a way of like talking to like even if it is another straight male friend and you're a straight female the guy can just be like supportive of you 
it, it kind of gives me either a red flag on his behalf or on both of your behalf, as you were saying, Vince. Maybe I'd say more the red flag on her behalf. Well, well his because no, he's friends but as he's well. He's friends but as well, and he knows the situation. So I think it, she was in the relationship for five years, and she's having sexual conversations. Hundred percent. But I think what my red flag is is like it's either a red flag that the minute you're broken up and you're saying you're bi, he's like proposing, pro- like propositioning a three way, but also like for both of you, it's like. How, as you said, Lynn, like how long was this kind of she underlying thing going on for? And like, you know, if you want to act on it that bad, it's like you just have to like, I mean, the, the saying don't shit where you eat is there for a reason. And I think that like you have to like morally be able to like weigh up the options at the end of the day. If this is a guy who you think you have an amazing connection with, you know, so be it. Sometimes love is fucking messy and sometimes you have to like unfortunately sometimes and that's a whole different conversation because totally. she's not saying that she's not saying but i just mean if they're having these kind of like sexual conversations i don't know maybe this is sometimes also people go to a, a weird roundabout way to get together they're like yeah we'll have a three-way because i'm by instead of just being like we fancy each other yeah and totally and that's her own thing to figure out and if that is the case then that's a different that's a to- totally different question because that's like I've fallen in love with someone else or I've figured out that actually I'm more kind of connected to him. But maybe you she know. hasn't figured that out yet. You know what I mean? Sometimes it can take a while. She's only broken up Yeah, so I think, ago. like, fair enough, you, you know, I think you need some breathing space after a breakup. I think you need to let yourself breathe. And you've come out as gay, or as bi, sorry. You, you know, have split with this long-term boyfriend and now you're dying to get, which I get, because if you have been maybe suppressing these, like, you know, feelings of, like, Mm. you know bisexuality and you want to like go out there mm. and like start to you know see what you've been fantasizing about I get that but there is a way to do that without being a fucking arsehole and there's it's, I just think it's like you have to live with these things like I've been treated badly in certain r- relationships and I conclude that and I kind of have dealt with that by the fact of being like I know that I have now I've not been perfect but I know that like you have to like it's not you don't have to you have to live the person who like you know if you're going to be like going behind his back and trying to do it on the sly and trying to like not every like those things are red flags are like blinking in your light saying don't do this like if you want to do something own it first of all and don't be thinking how can I do something and get away with it exactly I think like no matter what if you're in any situation but specifically in this one like think of it like really Take a step back. You want to have a three-way two weeks after you broke up your boyfriend with a mutual friend of yours and probably some other girl that you're going to know. Yeah. He's going to find out. Now, I'm not judging you for wanting the three-way. That's grand. That's your own fucking business. You know, do what you want to do. Fuck you, you want to fuck. It's really no, it's nothing to do with me. But, like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. If you're going to have this, like, crazy sexual experience, which maybe you're dying for, fair enough, you have to reckon with the fact that your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend, should I say, will find out. And then that's what you have to kind of come to terms with. You don't come to terms with like whether you want to have the three-way or not or like, will it be good? You, I think he will though. Like you have to presume that he will. Well, I think it's like, even if he doesn't find out, you have to live with the anxiety of thinking that he will. Yeah. Or, you know, you have to think about like, if you actually get into like, an argument with this fucking best male friend and then he could like it, it will be hanging over your head not your ex so like yeah the end you of the have day, to live with that with doing that and I think yeah your friend as well is like yeah he's friends with your ex fella but like if say something did happen between you and this guy like the boy the, unfortunately like he has less on the line like even though he's friends with your ex-boyfriend shit like that happens you know what I mean people fuck people's exes but like you went out with the guy so unfortunately you have more years kind of like of a bit of responsibility to not make it would just not be a nice you have to also well, like, like I think presume for the worst right expect the best but presume for the worst like it's gonna presume for the worst is in like your boyfriend finds out that you had this three-way how are you like are you going to be able to deal with that is it worth it also? Is it, is is it random worth it because three-way worth the huge fallout that's going to happen? Especially if, like, regardless if he finds out or not, you and these two other people who are presumably in the same group as you and your ex-fellow mm-hmm. five years, you're going to be together at parties, together at, like, outings, maybe, I don't know how close you are, but, like, there's going to be moments where you're all in the room and you are, like, that would drive, like, how is that not going to make you feel anxious as fuck, thinking, mm-hmm. like, what if someone gets drunk and says something? You're obviously a group that gets drunk. 
you know like so these things will come up and I just think like literally what is the point and like we did an episode ages ago I think when I turned 23 we did like 33 33 things we learned and one of those things that I I think I made up I don't know I and I think about it all the time if you do good you feel good if you do bad you feel bad life is really that simple now of course love is messy and sometimes like you said you can fall in love with someone and it's like you know not you know like the right time where it's like oh fuck I am dating someone and now I'm in love with someone like that can happen and something pure can come out of that decision of like having to move stuff around to like live the life that you want to live but this is like it's unnecessarily messy yeah my my like I mean also I don't know maybe I'm being OTT here but there's some red flags for me coming from this dude okay talk to me and I understand that I'm not saying that she's being taken advantage of or I'm not saying, you know, I understand that she's saying it's consensual, that she kind of, they've been having these conversations. I still get red flags from a guy that the minute he finds out his, his girlfriend who's confiding in him as bi is immediately propositioning her two weeks later for a fucking three-way. Mm. I'm like, let me figure out my sexuality by myself. You don't need some guy holding your hand through your new bisexual exploration queen. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, this is something that you figured out by yourself maybe this guy as a friend or as a confidant helped you figure that out and that's okay that does not mean that you have to go down this journey of discovering it with him Mm. it gives me a little bit of objectifying sexualization fetishizing vibes okay queen that the minute i just don't know it's just for me i get what you mean it's like the minute you say you're bisexual he's like let's have a three-way it's like Okay. If he was a con- like, so he's basically saying, like, "I'll mind you, I'll help you lick the vagina but while you're down there." Could you it's also just like, lick my dick? Is all I'm good for you now? Is like the fact that I'll, ha- I'll have a three way and I'll get with the girl that you can be part of this. It's and like then- you're you because she's saying like, "Oh, we've spoken about three ways." So you've obviously spoken about that he wants to have a three way, and that's fair enough. You know, that's a, a sexual thing that some people want to explore, and you know, more power to you. Do what you want to do. I don't give a fuck. But the fact that he's immediately propositioning it to you. It's like to his benefit, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, Dadly, Sandra's a fucking bisexual. Mm. So I've got way it's like it's like he sees the fact that you are attracted to women as like upping his chances of having a three way, which is just like Which I, I just, think happens to buy women a lot. And exactly. I think, it's like overly sexualizing something that like I mean, I know it's sexual because it's your sexuality, but it's also your personal thing. It's also something that you've only just discovered. Yeah, two weeks. And I mean, I would just be careful of like slow down sister like I mean I get just broken up (laughs) yeah but like you if you're like yeah like you're dying to lick some pus we you know get that love that for you but also you've just ended a five-year relationship you're thinking like you need to digest that you just need to not destruct your whole entire life Yeah, yeah 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 like because you've broken down a relationship because of your bi and now you're thinking about like getting with a mutual friend and like Doing it so that he doesn't also like find ca- out. Like Count your blessings. You had a what sounds like a pretty amicable breakup because Keep obviously you maybe were sound during the relationship and sound. And if this is on you now to kind of maintain like the soundness and the working and the like being able to live through something quite difficult mm-hmm. and you know maneuver through it in a like adult way, I would be disgusted if my like ex boyfriend, you know, whatever he came out as by. YOLO, fair play, go off, do whatever you want. But then if he has a three-way with a mutual friend of ours or two yeah. mutual friends, like, I'd be like, nothing fuck to, that. Like, being, your sexuality has nothing to do with those actions. And it's not an excuse. It's your, not. Your bisexuality is not an excuse to just be a dickhead. And that's what like, I mean that's not about cool. like, this dude. Like, I, I kind of am getting semi-taking advantage of vibes. I, I think the two of them are in it. No, I think the two of them are in it, but I think that it's like... Like, I don't think, obviously, his intentions aren't pure either. Yeah. But neither of them is. No, so, I'm like, not saying she's, like, completely, like, I mean, she's obviously complicit, okay? But I think that, like, it can be easy that, like, you've broken up with this guy. You're feeling this whole, like, oh, my God, I could have a whole new life and blah, blah, blah. And then this guy's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about a three-way? And you're like, wow, yeah, all these new experiences. It's like, and I'm sure she's, like, I'm not saying she's, like, I'm not completely patronizing her to that extent, but it's just, like, Chill out. Take a step the back. The ownership is on her how to kind of, like, you know, to be sound in this breakup. When the ex-boyfriend yeah. who might be feeling a bit, like, that's hard to swallow. Regardless of the, like, yes queening of people coming out with their sexuality. It is hard to swallow, you know, being, we saw, like, last year when Philip Schofield came out as gay. Like, he got loads of praise. But there wasn't a lot of, kind of, empathy shown towards his wife. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, like, 
that's difficult. So I'm sure it's difficult for this guy who was with you for five years and then is like, oh, you like that's a lot let him digest this and like if he's being amicable to the point where like you're sharing your friends you're like working towards like seeing each other like be sound to this guy and like absolutely know does your like I mean there I don't think there's any marker over like when you break up with someone that you have to give like a certain sleeping like a certain time before you get with someone or date someone I don't think that's true but I no. think but there is a there is like a, a certain way it, it's different when you're act when you're sharing such a large group of friends yeah and thinking of getting with those with friends getting with the friends it's like first of all like I don't know if there's ever a time where that's ever going to be completely drama free like there's always going to be a bit of chat about it you know that way and I think that like oh, my Siri on my computer just <laughs> we got new laptops guys <laughs> they're they're too smart for me but I think that like you know it's just the saying is simple don't shit where you eat and I think that if you want to have a, a continue to have a bit of a drama free, free experience of like discovering and exploring your sexuality which you're entitled to but you have to make it that way there's going to be loads of chances in your 20s that you can have fucking three ways there's going to be loads of chances that you can probably smooch your man in a year or two if that's still going or whatever you know what I mean mm. it's like there's no fucking rush I understand the like feeling of like you know when you have that first breakup and you're like oh my god I'm free like it, I remember when I was like 19 I was like I can do whatever I want this is crazy but it's like just chill let your heart catch up and let like you know there's a lot digest the fact that you just broke up with a in a five-year relationship that's a really long fucking time really long and if it's one of your first boyfriends as well like that's a big deal you know you're gonna have to also you know sometimes emotion you're kind of maybe a bit blinded by the excitement of having like now this kind of freedom to express your sexuality something that maybe you've been squashing yeah but you know it can catch up with you in a week or two where you can then be like, oh my God, and I also have broken up with my boyfriend. Because a lot's going to change in that relationship. You know, you might not be as close. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to figure out if you are going to be friends. Like that only, that can only happen like organically. So yeah. I think that like, don't like rush into something that then is going to make it absolutely possibly impossible for you guys. Yeah, to don't make a win, like a flippant decision that could really impact your mm. future heavily. Yeah. And, and like, that's that on that. That's so that on that girl, girls and girls. boys. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much for your questions. This uh, the Tumblr will be open next month. As always, it's anonymous, so we do not know who these people are, and that's the beauty. Because, like we always say on Instagram, if you're answering those question boxes, you can see the little name. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the place where it is 100% anonymous, yes. judgment free. Ah, we judge here. We all judge, and yeah. we we own it. To be fair, judge your dicks. Um, yes, yeah, so go judge, on. but don't judge genitalia. Yes, that's, that's new, what, new merch drop. That's what we learned today. Judge me, not my genitalia. Do not talk about my genitalia. <laughs> genitalia talk is not. We are anti-genitalia podcast. We are. <laughs> we will never be discussing genitals here <laughs> ever again. I don't know if we have. I think people have... You talk about your discharge a lot. That's what my genital and is your excreting. <laughs> we mentioned flaps. We mentioned discharge. I meant my bingo flaps. Wet, right? wet ass pussy. <laughs> we gotta go and scrap. <laughs> okay, girls. Talk to you later. Flap scrap. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.